Hello, damn givers. Welcome back to the Let's Give a Damn podcast. If you follow the podcast closely, you notice that there are two episodes out today, which is rare. Actually, it's not rare. It's never happened before. But there's a reason why we're doing two episodes today. It's because today, September 10th, is World Suicide Prevention Day. So we already had an amazing conversation planned uh, that we released today with Bethany Haley Williamson. But we also wanted to highlight uh, the amazing work that so many people are doing uh, on World Suicide Prevention Day and to highlight the enormity of this issue that we should all be involved in because all of us are affected by it. 800,000 people worldwide die by suicide each year. That's one person every 40 seconds. And for each death, there are an additional 25 attempts. That brings the lives of people, the, the, the lives of people affected by this each year into the tens of millions. So it's likely that we all know someone or, or many people that have been affected by this in some way. So we wanted to take some time to uh, highlight the work of our friends at To Write Love on Our Arms. We've had Jamie on the podcast in the past. They are raising on this day, leading up to this day, they are raising $150,000 to further the work of caring for people um, that have been affected by uh, depression, anxiety, self-harm. As of right now, they are 90K to the 150K goal. So I would like to highlight the work that they're doing, the work that Jamie Twerkowski and his team are doing. I will put the link in the show notes. We, along with To Write Love on Our Arms, want to tell each one of you that you are enough, that your story is important, that you are worthy of love. Those are things that our friends at To Write Love on Our Arms say often, and that you make today better. And so partner with us and partner with To Write Love on Our Arms to raise the rest of this money that they need to do the work that they're called to. And I hope that you are caring for your friends and loved ones on this day, World Suicide Prevention Day. And so I have brought in a special guest for this bonus episode that I'm thrilled to introduce you to. She is my sister. Uh, Leah LaPara is on the line. She has joined me for this conversation. It'll be a shorter one, but I'm so excited to get uh, some of Leah's story uh, some of the ways that we have walked through some uh, incredible things, some painful things with her, and how she has, she is an overcomer. Uh, and I want you all to hear uh, her side of the story and how she is now making the world, she's always made the world a better place, but now she's making the world a better place by serving other people that are that have been affected, that are affected by the things that she has been affected by in the past and still struggles to overcome uh, even today. So Leah LaPara, Welcome. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me on here. Of course. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to introduce you to the Let's Give a Damn family and also, yeah, share some of your story. So let's uh, get right into it. Uh, we are obviously uh, siblings, but a little bit of the backstory is that we are many, many, many years, uh, there's many, many years in between us. Uh, we are 12 kids in our family, and I'm number two, and you are number nine or 10? 11. <laughs> You're the 11th. Yeah, that's right. So you're second from uh, the end, the end of the lineup. And so there are many years in between us. So by the time I left uh, home to go travel the world and do college for a little bit and all of that, you were still a, a little girl. And so we didn't know each other very well. And, you know, we visited, you know, I, I went back home like everybody does once or twice a year, every year since then. 
but we didn't really get a chance to know each other very well until the last couple of years. And a lot of that was around some of the uh, struggles you've had, some of the things that you've been through. And so I guess my first question for you is how, when, where did your the, your depression, anxiety, there's an eating disorder and suicide ideation and different attempts. That you, where did that all stem from? Where did it all start? Um, well, that actually all started when I was nine years old. We had just moved back to the U.S. Um, I remember the actually the first day we got back was one of the earliest times I remember experiencing anxiety. Um, I had my first panic attack that day. And I, I mean, I was terrified. I'd never experienced anything like that before. And I'd never known depression before. I'd never known anything before. And nobody ever spoke about it. So I, I didn't know what it was. So what, how, did you, how did you handle that? I mean, you're experiencing things you've never uh, felt before. And for, for, just for a little context, you said coming back to the U.S., we grew up in Guatemala and Honduras. Our family moved there when we were younger and you weren't even born yet. And so you, you all were coming back from, uh, Honduras. So how did you, did you speak to, did you find people to speak to? Did you, uh, was there anybody available? I mean, you obviously had your family, but, um, did you feel like you could talk to mom and dad or did you, uh, yeah. Did you hide it? Did you keep it a secret? What did that look like? Actually, I actually kept it a secret for about nine years. I didn't tell, I didn't tell one person for nine years. Um, I was, it was actually some of the deepest and hardest nine years because I was doing it alone and I didn't think that there was help. I didn't think I could tell someone because no one ever, I, up until I was 16, I'd never heard about depression and anxiety before. You were experiencing things that you didn't even know what they were called. You just knew that you were feeling it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, at, at a certain point it went from, you know, feeling feelings of depression and anxiety to an eating disorder, right? When did that in this process, uh, start? So I developed, um, well, when I had turned 16, I, a few months after that, I developed a binge purge disorder. Um, and honestly, all of my eating disorder was a way to cope with my depression and, as my depression went to an extreme, so did my eating disorder. Um, and a little bit after I turned 18, it turned from a binge purge disorder to anorexia. And did you, so you, you spent years, depression, anxiety, didn't have anybody to talk to, couldn't even put, you didn't have a name for it. Um, and then you had this binge purge eating disorder that turned into anorexia. During that season, did you have anybody to talk to and, and chat this out with? Anybody that could even, maybe they didn't know what you were going through, but you could talk with them? Or was it still secretive at this point? Um, I didn't talk to anyone at that time. My doctor actually told me, when I went to see my doctor, she wanted to put me on medication. And she told me not to worry about my eating disorder, that we'll figure that out later. But I think that both of them were kind of stemming from each other. And so at that, and, you know, my mom, like mom and dad, they wanted to send me to a therapist. But at this point, I was like, I don't want help. I'm not that sick. I'm fine. I deserve all this. Like, this is fine. Like, it's not that bad. So I didn't, I didn't want to get help. Yeah. What did, what do you mean by, you just said you, you were telling yourself, I deserve all of this. What does what that, what does that mean to you? You know, I, I felt like. 
because I've always had issues with myself. You know, I, ne- I never, I never really thought that I really had a purpose in, in, in life. I didn't have a purpose in this world. And so I didn't have many friends. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't in school. I wasn't, you know, I was homeschooled. So I didn't have interaction with people. And so I was easily able to close myself up. And so as I kept closing myself up, I just felt like, okay, I, I deserve not to have anything. I deserve to feel this pain because I hated myself so much. I'm, I, I mean, I know all of this and it's still really hard for me to hear. Um, but thank you for sharing that. Now you have, um, again, stemming from the depression, the anxiety, the eating disorder, uh, the anorexia, you began to consider, you know, you began to consider taking your life, which turned into actual attempts at one point. So you've been close to losing the battle uh, a couple of times. How did it feel to get so close to ending it all? And then how did you get out? Who or what saved you from going all the way? Um, I mean, it, it felt both terrifying and an absolute feeling of numbness and emptiness. It, it felt quite like an, like I was in an abyss. Um, to this day, I would, it was never that I wanted to end me. It was that I wanted to end the pain that I was feeling. I didn't want to feel the hurt. I didn't, I didn't want any of it. I, I had struggled with it for so long that I didn't know anything else. And I thought, well, if this is the life I'm living, I, I don't want it. Like if this is life, I don't want it. And so to have, to have those feelings, to, to get to the point where I want, where I was going to end it, it was just terrifying for me. And, um, I, I don't know if I can explain it of how I got out of it because it was like I was given, I didn't have the mental capacity to do anything at that point. And so have that strength like I it felt like I was given this supernatural strength to actually just get out of it I I don't know how I did um I there were several times where people came into my life during those times who saved me which would be some of the brothers and mom and Liz and Addie they were all and at some point people who saved me and if it weren't for them I don't think I would even be here right now. I know I wouldn't be here right now. Um, hmm. That's powerful. And I, I know some of those stories and maybe there'll be another chance for us to unpack more of those. Not that I want you to relive those times, but it's important to realize that, uh, and I've heard this from other people that have tried to uh, end their life, uh, that miracles like that, I mean, call it a miracle, call it whatever you want, that miracles happened that prevented them from do you know following through with it, and I know that's happened uh, more than once with you. And so, um, and again, I, I'm asked this question, answer it if you want, or if you don't feel comfortable, or if it's bringing up too many, you know, hard memories, don't answer it or tell me to move on because I want people to feel, I want people as they hear, you know, you go through your story, and then as they get hopeful that you uh, have overcome so much, I want them to realize kind of how hard this struggle is. So, when was your first? attempt and how many i mean again share if you want like how many times have you tried or at least thought about doing it um and so when was your first attempt and when was your latest uh your last attempt 
My first attempt was in 2017, uh, October 2017. I hadn't told any, I told my close friend Addie at this point, I didn't tell anybody from the family and I was home and she, I, I was, I, she texted me at the perfect time and then she called me and then I, she talked me through it and I went to go get mom. And that was the first time. The latest time was this past June. Um, yeah, it was this past June and I don't know how, but I reached out to Liz and she came and she stayed with me and she talked with me for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. You have, um, I know this because I know you really well. You have a deep love for people because you've been through it. You have a deep love for people going through this. Um, and, uh, also to bring in another part of the story a while back, and you can give a time context for this. You went to, um, do you call it, would you call it rehab or what did you call the center that you attended for a while for your eating disorder? Um, I mean, I'd call it rehab inpatient treatment. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you went to this treatment center, this rehab, they took really good care of you. You, um, got a lot of help there. And also I think it gave you, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you talked many times so far about several times so far about not feeling very alone, feeling very alone and also not having the help and not feeling like you could talk to this, talk about this with people. And then all of a sudden you're in a treatment center with many other people, uh, going through the same exact thing. And so I've, I've seen a difference in you coming out of there and it's not been perfect. And you're still, you're, you're, again, you're a warrior and you've been fighting so, so hard, but I've seen your, uh, you know, level of empathy and your love for people struggling with mental health and eating disorders and people that have had suicide ideation and people that have attempted your love has grown. And so, uh, I guess as we wrap up our, as we begin to wrap up our conversation, like, what are you dreaming of right now? How are you helping other people? What, what do you want to see happen? Um, as you get up each day and, you know, I, I know you work hard and, you know, you have, you now have wonderful friends and community and our family is really close. How are you kind of envisioning a future where Leah is, you know, overcoming and fighting and struggling, but also helping other people that are doing the same? Well, right now I, in, in this current moment, I'm doing what I can in spreading awareness and spreading my story while also continuing to heal and having that healthy balance. Um, and what I'm dreaming of is writing my book in hopes to raise awareness and also possibly slowly being able to speak at events or speak and tell my story and doing more and getting the word out on this important, this important subject. Yeah, I mean, so many, we, we know this about, about every issue that people struggle with, right? Not just not just this one that we're highlighting on WSPD 2019, but every issue, there are so many people struggling with X, Y, and Z issue, and we all do a hell of a job to cover it up. We all do so much to not, you know, let 
what we're feeling and going through like show. And the reality is, and, and that's why raising awareness and telling your story and talking about it is so important because it is when we tell the stories and talk about our issues, things we've gone through, things we've overcome, the things we failed at. It's when we share those stories and share those things that people say, oh, I'm not the only one going through this. Oh, I can talk about it. Oh, I can reach out and get help. Because especially, I think, more than other issues, more than other you know things that people go through, the things that you've gone through are not things that people want to admit they're going through. Um, everything from depression, anxiety, and eating disorder. Who wants to talk about the fact that they have a binge purge eating disorder or anorexia? Who wants to tell people that, you know, that they're thinking about taking their life. Like it's, we want to hide those things and we do. And this past summer, another one of my friends, uh, you know, took his life and it's been a, it's been a struggle to kind of, kind of recover from that because it's happening more and more. It's people that I love and know. And um, so I'm so glad I say all that to say this. I'm so glad that that part of your dream, part of the future, you're currently telling your story, raising awareness, sharing it. But I hope that you, um, have a bigger platform to be able to do that, uh, you know, from here on out. If some of the Let's Give a Damn listeners were sitting right in front of you, you're in the same room and they're struggling with some of the same exact things you did and are in some cases, but they're at the like, they're at the beginning of it or they're really in the thick of it. You have overcome so much and you're so open about it. And that's, you know, the most positive thing happening right now is that you're open, people can come around you. Let's just say they're not in that. They're not in that spot. They're hiding things. They're holding things close, and they need help. And they're sitting right in front of you. What would you? And you're looking at them in the eye. What would you tell them? That I, I would say there's healing, and there's help, and this isn't forever. That, but this is not forever. That they're they're not alone. And when you feel that you can't go on, we'll be here to help you carry you. And that we'll be here to help you pick you, like to pick you up. And we'll be here to be strong for you. And that this does not define you. And that your story is important and that it's not over and your voice deserves to be heard. That you deserve healing, you deserve life. Please keep fighting because I'm fighting with you and we're going to, we're going to get through this. I love that. Those are really special words. And I hope Leah, that you, I hope that you heard yourself speaking those to yourself. Cause I know the battle isn't over for you. Uh, we talk on the regular about things that you're struggling with and you know, you, you text me often. It's a bad day. Pray for me. And so I hope that you, maybe even after this podcast is out, you can play that that little 30 second clip for yourself, because all of those things are so true uh, about you and for you. Um, I know you know that, but obviously we need to hear these things all the time. Even people that don't struggle with these things need to be reminded that their life, their story, their work, their contribution to the world, all those things are just them. Forget the work and the contribution. Them being here is super important. Um, uh, Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Thank you for sharing the story. Um, I really appreciate uh, who you are, the openness that you 
um, you know, how open you are about sharing your story and your life. And I know that the Let's Give a Damn family is going to benefit from hearing from you today. So thank you so much for uh, joining me. Thank you so much for letting me be on here. It's an honor and I'm, I'm thankful to be able to tell my story. And for everyone listening as we wrap up here, again, I want to remind you, uh, listen to those words that Leah just shared. And I want to add on words that our friends at To Write Love on Our Arms and Jeremy Twerkowski say all the time, you make today better. You are enough. Your story is important. You are worthy of love. And there are people around you that want to hear your story, want to hear the things you're struggling with, and they are there for you. And so please know that. Please embody those truths and also help to write love in our arms, reach their $150,000 goal for World Suicide Prevention Day 2019. They're 90K there. That's 60K left. That's a big gap, but that's not a big gap if all the people that love and care about the work that To Write Love on Arms is doing uh, pitch in. So do that. And um, thank you so much for joining us for this bonus, first ever bonus episode of Let's Give a Damn, a special one with my sister Leah. I will talk to you next week. Peace.